4: What up, America? Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio, broadcasting live from the Tireac.com studios. Tireac.com, we'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. com the way tire buying should be. Um, wait, do you know what Russell Westbrook said about the cause of his hamstring injury? Rick Bucher will join us. We'll talk Warriors, Lakers, Celtics, 76ers, rest of the league. As they get in away tonight, last night we had a doubleheader. Of course, we're, uh, what, a night away from Thursday Night Football. And we got Major League Baseball, NL and ALCS, right, as the Yankees win yesterday. Phillies win on the road to take Game 1. Uh, the story was Kyle Schwarber's home run, which I think just landed. Just landed. And we have football news. Melvin Gordon still the starting running back of the Broncos? That seems odd. Um, also, Draymond Green explained his punch. So we'll play for you some of that sound. But uh, no, nothing, nothing eases the pain of the heart like billionaires fighting with billionaires, right? You got uh, Jerry Jones versus Robert Kraft has been reported, right? Those dudes don't like each other. But most of the discussion about the owners and owners' meetings is about Daniel Snyder, right? Daniel Snyder is currently under investigation. Um, by his own estimation, he's allowed to get back to running his own team as opposed to his wife running his team. But, but Jim Irsay had this exchange with a reporter about his comments that, uh, that the NFL was kind of within their bounds to take the team from him. You said that
1: Dan Snyder should get removed
3: the Snyder
4: family cells? I, I said he should there's consideration that he should be
2: removed. You know we have to complete the investigation but to me it's something that I think serious consideration has to be given to the removal and we have complete authority to do that. Of him or just what a family period? I, I think uh, in general of him being removed
4: and selling the franchise. Okay, so making him sell the franchise. Now, keep in mind, the investigation is not done. Here's Roger Goodell on the situation with the commanders.
5: It's an ongoing investigation. It's what we talked about. There were no interim reports. We do not provide any because we don't have them. When Mary Jo White is done with her investigation, we will share that with the membership and share it publicly as we committed to before.
4: Here's what Daniel Snyder posted in a statement. It's highly inappropriate, but not surprising that Mr. Ursay opted to make statements publicly based on falsehoods in the media. Uh, it is unfortunate that Mr. Ursay decided to go public with the statement today while an investigation is in progress and the team had no opportunity to formally respond to allegations. The commanders have made remarkable progress over the past two years. We're confident that when, um, he has an opportunity to see the actual evidence in this case, Mr. Ursay will conclude there's no reason for the Snyders to consider selling the franchise, and they won't. I believe that the the in this entire thing is because of Daniel Snyder's defiance, right? I mean, go back to what really unsettled people for a long time about Snyder was the name of the franchise, and for years. He it's one thing to not do it. It's another thing to be defiant where people are going to parse all your words. You know, people are going to parse all your words. And and for the record, I've been a supporter of keeping the name Redskins, not because I'm a racist or have any issue with with Native Americans, but because every study done up until the, the last couple of years of owning the team, there was a sense of pride from having a Native American mascot with Washington, DC's football team. Like it wasn't and as much as on paper you could make it into being a slur, nobody calls somebody a redskin. It's not really a slur. Oh you silly redskin you, right? Like nobody actually says that. And what was the what was the purpose of naming them? It was the purpose of naming them was was pride. But it wasn't he didn't make sensible Comments like, hey, I understand that if you came from outer space and you saw it, you'd feel like it it could be seen as derogatory, but let's, let's go into the history of it. We've got to be careful about wiping away Native American history from our sports teams. Do we do it for some and not for others? Blah, blah, blah. But there wasn't an open dialogue, an opening interesting conversation. It was the basically F you. I'm not changing the name. And then eventually he had to change the name. Then. You know, there's some financial stuff that they got accused of, and now the sexual misconduct within the workplace. It's basically the Me Too movement coming into into the National Football League. There's no question that the league, if they had their druthers, would say bye bye to Dan Snyder. The question becomes, you know, what's the price gonna be? And I don't mean price like the price for the team is gonna be over five billion dollars, maybe even six. I don't know if people understand nationally how big the the commanders As a franchise are for that's They are they are D.C. That's their team. Gigantic international city. And that's a that's a big, big team. That's next to Cowboys and maybe Packers. Like you're in the third biggest franchise in the NFL, maybe even second in terms of valuation. I would be my guess. And you can sit there and go like, well, what about the Giants and the Jets? Like there's two teams in New York. Bears are right there in that discussion. Um, but I, I, I actually think that Ursa, while he's the perfectly flawed guy to make this statement. Because what we've heard, what everybody said is that Dan Steiner has a dossier on everybody. And if he goes down, he's taking everybody down with him. And Jeremy Urse, he's probably empowered here, going like, look, all of my issues, and there are many, they become public knowledge. So there's nothing you can get, uh, get, get, get to me with. And I think that's why he's the guy speaking up. That's why he's good. And you can sit here and go like, Doug, you're supporting a bad guy owning the team. I'm not supporting him. I'm just telling you the reality of it. The reality of it. I know lots of people have worked for him. Some had good experiences. Many did not have good experiences. I, I, I I don't actually care who owns the Washington Commanders. Nobody actually, like, I don't really care. What I'm talking about is process, fairness, reality, likelihood he has to sell the team. And that guy, you read that statement, and that's a, that's a confident statement. Now, the pride comes before the fall, and if there's any allegations that that stick that connect him to, you know, any sort of this behavior while representing the Washington football team, I do think he'll be forced to sell. But it is interesting on how you have – first you have – this from yesterday. Then you have Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft today. And you start to realize that owners are just as, if not more petty than you and I are. Matter of fact, many of them are really, really petty. Like here's guys with three commas. Nothing should possibly bother them. Who cares? I own an NFL team. I'm a billionaire. And the value of my franchise is only going up. Who cares if somebody doesn't like me? Don't care. But these guys are petty. You know, pe- people make make teenage girls out to be the pettiest people on earth. And I, I, I think NFL owners are right there, if not surpass them. Yes, Dan Byer.
2: You mentioned uh, Jim Mercer being the perfect guy to raise these points. To me, it's starting to feel really like a focused effort by the NFL uh, to urge Snyder to do this. And it really started with the Al Michaels comments on Thursday. Because during the Amazon broadcast, when he kind of gave his opinion, Twitter for those five minutes or you know five, within the five minutes that he made it, kind of blew up of of whoa, this is a game game changer sort of thing, and now you've had this you know ESPN report, you've had some NFL insiders who usually don't dive into this sort of stuff they have kind of pushed this Snyder say, uh, sale narrative, and now you have Ursay saying it, and then when Ursay was making the comments, it was pointed out that there was the Colts president who was nearby who didn't seem surprised. There were other NFL people. It, to me, it seems like over the last week or so that the NFL has set something up to really try to push this narrative to sort of happen.
4: My guess would be, this is just a guess, that the other part that they're going to work on that'll help them is he wants a new stadium and he'll never get it you know they just bleed him out that way. So, yes, I don't think Ursay would say it unless he felt like he had the votes. Yeah. And it was weird that Al Michael said it, that does make a ton of sense. And then the other factor that people haven't talked enough about is the stadium. He wants a new sure. stadium and a very easy way, to go. you know, he already lost the naming rights to the stadium. We
2: can, you know, we got I mean, you know, I, I think Jason was the one that brought up the point of when they did the Browns game on the lack of conversation about Deshaun Watson. But here in the same broadcast, all of a sudden, Al Michaels is willing to go out and say that Dan Snyder should sell the team. Just, I mean, I, uh, I, I think that there's a full court press going on behind the scene from the NFL on how to orchestrate, you know, him doing this. All these pieces are just falling every, every other day. There's something new.
4: Yes, every day there is something new, and every day it looks worse and worse for them. And I, I guess the, the question becomes, um, here, th- this is a guy who kind of likes, he likes the everybody hating him. He likes the being miserable. Like he, I actually think he kind of kind of gets off on that. So I don't know if this is the point which he will, in fact, like, I feel like there's still a, he'll fire every last, can, last uh, bullet in the cannon, if you will. Um so I don't know if he's gonna sell it, but it does I would agree with you, it does feel like a collaborative effort. Is that the word I'm looking for? A collaborative, concerted effort to oust him as the owner of yeah. the Washington. Orchestrated. Commanders. Huh? I think it's orchestrated. Orchestrated, great, better word. Thank you. By the way, if they're gonna get rid of him, can they get rid of the name as well? I just Commanders does nothing for me. You wanna redo? I do. You just got, hey, new owner, like that, 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 I mean, football team lasted two years, Commanders won two years, and like, it just doesn't work.
2: Would that mean John would have to unpin his tweet then from Twitter of calling Commanders as the nickname?
4: John, would you consider unpinning your tweet if they change the nickname?
3: That's the only tweet I've ever pinned. Yeah, that would assume he <laughs> knows how to unpin. That, yeah, that's, that's a that's good, a question. that was one of my best tweets ever. Um, so, I mean. If, you, if they do it, I'll, that's their decision, uh, and I will have to untweet that because obviously unpin it, but I wouldn't want to. It's a good, it was a good tweet by me, one of my best.
1: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
4: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com/sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. Guys, hear the story about um, a couple of uh, junior college wrestlers from Northwest College got attacked by a bear at Yellowstone National Park. Uh, a kid named Brady Lowry suffered a broken arm and punctured wounds in initial attack. Su- they uh, after they surprised the bear while searching for antlers shed by elk and deer in Shoshone National Forest. That's that's got to be top five nightmares for most most anybody in the woods, right? That all of a sudden, like you're looking for something else, and a bear attacks you. Video. <laughs> Let's keep recording on this. Have you shown? Have, have you guys seen this?
3: I did. Yeah, it was incredible. No, I'm, I'm asking if anybody else seen it. I've seen the picture of the two guys. I don't haven't seen the video. What I don't understand is, again, <laughs> you go into the domain of bears I now if the bear walks into the street of you know Ventura Boulevard and right here out Sepulveda then okay yeah but when you're into the woods and a bear jumps out I mean that's aren't you kind of like I don't want to say asking for it but isn't that part of the the game plan like hey there could be a bear in here some wild animal uh, I, I I don't get it I've never gotten it I don't get going into the area of
4: well, they were they were looking for they were looking Great. for deer and elk,
3: right? Um, wow! Well, and, and all okay. of a sudden, a,
4: a bear pops out, and it looks, looked like the bear was defending its cub. Well, yeah, because it
3: lives there. Right.
4: That's So I defend team, my house. You're on team right? bear, someone, is what you're saying? I'm not on team bear. I'm just you're on team bear. Do you see that? I mean, have you seen this kid? <laughs> this kid got. I mean, he got
3: mauled pretty good. I'm happy that the two young men made it through, that they lived. I'm I'm just saying that I don't. I never. Yeah, I don't know
4: why we had to kill the bear.
3: Yeah, he's sorry for defending your child. You know, I can see I'm, if I'm, a dog attacks a child on the street, right? I mean, you know, that's it's the street and it's you got to watch your dogs are on leashes, things like that, out of control. But it's a bear in the woods, like minding its own business. And all of a sudden, it's somebody comes up and it's cubs. It's like, wait, I got to defend my kids. And yeah. It's like, yeah, let's try and let's kill that thing off.
4: Maybe they're trying to find out the age old question do bears poop in the woods? <laughs> right. Somebody kept asking, like, what, I don't know, what do you, do bears poop in the woods? Like, I don't know. I'm going to go in the woods and check it out. Oops. When I when I was when I was young,
2: I got bit by a dog. Why couldn't they just do what they did then and take the dog to another farm across town and let him live there? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: and by the uh, way, that's exactly what happened. to That dog. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. They took it to a different area, and they let it run free. Yeah, across and it, town. It runs free to this day.
2: Yep. Yep. Just uh, you know, we were. Different wards, so I guess it wasn't
4: gonna bite me again and it was a win win. Win win. Win win for the dog. The dog got freedom and you got rid of the the, the ultimate nightmare. And by That's
6: the what... way, uh John's saying that if we walk out on Sepulveda, we're not gonna <laughs> see any bears. I like I think it was like fifteen years ago, I did run into a bear at the elevators. Mike Ditka
2: came in for a uh, <laughs> an interview. <laughs> John's always been a
3: Bears fan, so <laughs>
4: It I, seems like there's a lot of bulls. I mean, Doug, bear.
3: am I off base? I, no. Please tell me if if you feel like I'm off base on that. I, no, 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 not in any okay. way.
4: Not not any way. You want to seem
3: like the I don't. No, I'm I mean, not I, I, again, I, like, I
4: understand. I understand. when there's rabid animals and they come out of nowhere and they attack or whatever. You got to put them down. But like in this particular case, it was a bear in its own habitat and they're wrong place, wrong time, and it's just reacting on instinct. And we put the bear down. That kind of seems unfair. But isn't that why they had to kill Harambe? Or yeah, the, well, but yeah. Harambe was in a zoo.
2: I know, but the interaction that occurred. So, like, you would think, like, if there was another person that interacted with this bear, that then the bear would react in the same
4: way. No, I, I get it, but it's, it's in the... I, to, to John's point, it's in the wild. So another person might not have seen it. And... Again, we we don't know context. Like sure, but why run the Maybe risk have that a bad it day? may
2: or may not
4: like? Huh? You know, but why run the risk? I didn't risk? want them to put yeah. down Harambe. Uh, was it was it a kid who climbed in with Harambe or did it was an adult? Um,
2: I can't remember.
4: All right, here uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I don't know if they ever sponsor our stuff, whatever. And I have been. Oh, jeez. I can't do the zoo thing. You can't go to zoos at all. Uh, I mean, I've been. I, oh I yeah, just, it's just so sad, so sad. Cincinnati Zoo, by the way, was Harambe. Yes. and it was a three-year-old boy.
3: A boy jumped in on his own. I can't remember. He yeah. jumped. Okay, he climbed
4: a three-foot-high fence. Why they only have a three-foot-high fence? <laughs> and then threw it five, uh, four feet of bushes, and then fell fifteen feet to the moat, and uh, yeah. Harambe became increasingly agitated and disoriented by the streams of onlookers. And they thought he was going to, I mean, the the animal was so strong I they mean, could have just snapped the, the poor kid. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I can't do the zoo thing anyway. I'm not sure they should have put Harambe down. It wasn't Harambe's fault that the kid fell into, but I don't know if they had a choice in terms of, you know, couldn't they have just shot it with a bunch of darts and knocked it out? I don't, I don't know the answer to that one. All right, more Zoo Talk and uh, Wild we will talk with Rich Ornberg in a second. Here's Dan Beyer. Uh Phillies and Padres about to get going on
2: Fox Sports 1. It's game two of the NLCS. Phillies up 1-0 in the best of seven series. Yeah, coverage well underway. First pitch in just a matter of minutes. Yankees and Astros, 737 Eastern time tonight in their game. One of the American League Championship Series. That game will be on TBS. Cowboys welcome the Lions to town on Sunday. And it sure looks like Dak Prescott's going to be their starting quarterback. Prescott has been cleared to return to action according to head coach Mike McCarthy as Prescott will take part in practice tomorrow. Dolphins quarterback Tua tonga expected to return this Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers talking to reporters today about his recent injuries.
0: I would say those kind of things weigh more on my parents than they do for for me just with me being their, their son but just want to go out there and do good you know, do good for our team, do right you know for this organization do right for the guys inside the building that i see every day
2: pj walker gets the start again for the panthers they've got the bucks on sunday walker under center another quarterback in the news in carolina sam darnold has been designated to return from his ankle injury Tomorrow night, it's the Saints and Cardinals on Thursday night football. New Orleans without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Also, corner Marshawn Lattimore is not going to play. As for the Cardinals, running back James Conner is considered a game-time decision. The newly acquired wide receiver Robbie Anderson is expected to be very limited in his Cardinals debut tomorrow. Jets will take on the... The Winnipeg Jets, It is take on the Colorado Avalanche tonight at 9.30 Eastern Time in our Discover Card Key matchup brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Doug, back to you.
4: You know, it's funny. We got into the Harambe wild animal conversation, and I was I got a DM from a, a, a time listener, Brian Johnson, listens to us up. Uh, in Eugene, and he was talking about how yesterday he was just dying at our cheese conversation, and his wife was listening too. She's like, "Why are you? Why, why are you?" She was enjoying the fact that he was enjoying listening to a sports <laughs> show about cheese. Oh uh, yeah, sure enough, yes. So, so it I does. think he's got something for you, Doug. So who does? Brian does. I think so. I think yeah. I think so as well. Rich Ornberger joins us, former NFL lineman, host of multiple shows on Fox Sports right? He works a lot. Plus, he does a morning show in San Diego. Um, have you seen the video of the the two wrestlers in in, uh, in a national park in Wyoming getting attacked by the bear?
5: No, no, but I would love to see that. What happened?
4: Um, I guess they were they were looking for uh, elk and deer like antlers, you know, or I don't know rub marks, I don't know if they're hunting or whatever. and they like surprised a bear who had a cub and the bear attacked him, mauled one of them, scratched up his face pretty good, broke his arm and the other one had a video camera's like kicking him and kind of saved his buddy but but Ramos brings up a question which is a good one which is like are you kind of on team bear like i don't know why they put the bear down the bear's defending a cub in its own environment i don't know what you do there
5: yeah no i i don't i don't really know what the goal what the goal of taking the bear out would be unless you know you know i mean from what i understand i'm not a hunter i've never actually killed an animal or gone on a hunt or anything i've barely even shot a gun before i mean that's i I grew up in a house that was not even with that um but but i'm interested in eating you know and i hear that bear meat actually tastes surprisingly good so if you're going to take out a bear hopefully you know somebody got some steaks out of it what's what's bear meat like I don't know. I I mean, you hear a mixture of things. I guess the closest comparison would be beef, but they say sometimes the meat could be super flavorful, like almost like sweet if a bear has a consistent diet of berries, like blueberries before hibernation and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I don't know much about it. Like I said, I've never been hunting, but like videos like that are just such a good reminder of, how low on the food chain we actually are. Like, we think of ourselves so highly, but take the guns out of your hand, go on a hike and encounter a wild animal and see how scared you are. Like, that's, that's real nature happening. And that's what, like, the people who are manifesting destiny and traveling west so that we can enjoy Southern California on surfboards we're doing, what we do is ridiculous. Like, we just go to work in cars and, you know, and all that. But, yeah, that's, that's real nature out there.
4: All right, we'll get we'll get we'll get off the pushing ourselves further and further down the uh, the food chain for a second. Let's get to football. Um, yeah. What do you think Belichick does at quarterback?
5: Jeez, I mean, I think he goes with the best guy, right? I mean, and you know, we we're just talking about natural selection, right? It's survival of the fittest. It's survival of the fittest in that Patriots locker room too. That is the reality of being there if you're not the best at your position and somebody behind you is, that gets sorted out pretty quickly in New England. And so Bailey Zappi, you know, I I put out this tweet, Doug, after last week, and every time I see him play, I start thinking more and more about Mac Jones's trade value because he's impressive. And, And by that, I mean, you know, for where they selected him in the draft and for how he's performing, especially since he was sort of thrown in there, uh, without m- much warning, without much ability to get caught up on, you know, the speed of the NFL game. He's shown, he's shown at very least the propensity and the capability that Mac Jones already possesses. Now it's in a short sample, and I'm aware of that. And recency bias takes over sometimes, and, and everybody is aware of that in sports. But if, if he consistently does what he's done over the past couple of weeks, I could very easily see Belichick and this offensive staff going, you know what, we're going to stick with the winning formula, and right now we're winning with Bailey, and so we're going to continue trending in that direction.
4: Is there a fix for Russell Wilson in the Broncos?
5: Boy, uh, that is such a mess, and it's it's a mess in so many different ways. The offensive line isn't protecting long enough, so Russell's on the run. That's disturbing, the timing of plays. He's been weirdly inaccurate because he's typically – very good at finding his receivers. Uh, the run game has been kind of a mess. I, I mean, offensively, they have so many problems than just the quarterback that you wonder you wonder if they're going to get that thing fixed this season at all. I will say this. In terms of Russell Wilson and this offense, I think they need to simplify it. I think they need to uh, hem this playbook you know, all the way down to building block stuff and give them a handful of plays that they can execute perfectly and work from there. Because I think they're trying to do too much with pre-snap motion and different formation looks and all that stuff. And, and nobody's got it. It's not clean right now. They, they need to get back to basics.
4: Rich Arnberger joining us in the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. If you like rich, you'll be able to hear him on our San Diego affiliate every morning, of course, on Fox sports radio on the weekends. Have you yet? I know that free agents, it's like a 33% hit rate. But J.C. Jackson, they had to get him off the field on Monday night. Like, he, the, the Broncos scored 13 points in the first half. And I would make the case that all of them were on J.C. Jackson, right? The first field goal was a pass interference on J.C. Jackson. The touchdown was he was in man, everybody else was in uh, uh, three deep zone, right? And then right before the halftime, he got caught kind of squatting on a route. And got beat in a double move, led to a field goal. I mean, how does a guy go from being so well regarded, leading the league in interceptions since he got into the NFL, playing for the Patriots, to you got to get him off the field?
5: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing that's happening defensively for the Chargers because, you know, this, okay, so it's, it's beautiful that we have this comparison and it's so apt right now because they just played each other on Monday night, but you got the Chargers and the Broncos both, Chargers a year ago. Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos this past year, they made these hiring decisions because the Chargers said, hey, we want that brain, that that Brandon Staley brain Mm -hmm. on our defense. And likewise, the Denver Broncos were like, hey, we really like what Hackett did with the Denver Broncos. We need his brain on this offense, and we'll pay the extra money it takes for a head coach, and we'll give him a chance to see if he's a, a good administrator, not just good on his side of the ball. And really what we've seen from Brandon Staley is the defensive side of the ball hasn't been all that great over his tenure as the Chargers head coach. And players aren't developing all that well under him. And likewise for Hackett, at least through the early portion of the season with the Denver Broncos, which is weird because that's what you brought them in to improve that side of the ball that they're responsible for. And then, Oh, by the way, hopefully we found the next Sean McVay, right? Hopefully we found a great leader, you know, like a Dan Campbell. I realize. He doesn't have the results yet, but he won over that locker room. Hopefully, that's the influence these guys can have on the whole team. And it just hasn't worked out for the Chargers yet. And J.C. Jackson, for as good as he looked, uh, he's really struggled as a Charger so far, and especially in primetime. And you're right, man. I mean, he completely blew that that zone coverage. I mean, he just vacated his deep third. and. You know, that, that leads to seven points, and it's, it was just a mess defensively for the Chargers on Monday.
4: Complete and utter mess. Um, okay, let, let's, let's get to a couple other little, little, little ditties. Um, what, what's wrong with the Rams?
5: The Rams, it's very simple. You know, this one's a simple one. The Rams are so reliant on their run game setting up everything. And I know we love to talk about Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and how Jared Goff just wasn't the guy. So they needed to go out and find Matthew Stafford to fix this whole thing, and they won a Super Bowl, and everybody's super happy. But the truth is, they went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Now, is he intangibly better than Matthew Stafford? The answer is absolutely not. Matthew Stafford is an elite-level passer. Jared Goff is not. However, I will say this. Is he good enough to help a team go to the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, we have proof of that. And in that Sean McVay offense, really the secret sauce is uh, attacking you on the ground, getting you to defend the run, and then being able to build this play-action pass game off of that and being able to exploit you on crossing routes. Like a lot of Cooper Cup's biggest plays are 10-yard receptions over the middle that he makes one one, uh, 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 tackler miss him, and then he's off to the races for 40 yards. You know, you see, you saw that with Odell Beckham Jr. late in the season. Like, his offense is actually, his passing game is actually, for the most part, played pretty close to the line of scrimmage, and it's built off the run game. Their biggest problem is the fact that they can't create a run game because they don't have a consist- any consistency at offensive line due to all the injuries. They've played six weeks of football with six different groupings of offensive linemen. They've lost their left tackle now for the season with an Achilles. That has been a disastrous start from an injury situation for the Rams. There are very few teams who can overcome those odds and obstacles. And so the outlook right now is not looking good for L.A. The last
4: undefeated team is the Eagles. Uh, obviously, they got, some, they got some studs at wide receiver, good offensive line, defense is good as well. But they have this weird the, – the, the stats are weird. Can't score in the first quarter. Second half, they're, they're the third worst. They're 30th in the NFL in second half scoring. But the second quarter, they're amazing, right? They just they – just, <laughs> second quarter, they just dominate. Break that. What is what, – how do you read um, – how, how do you read the Eagles using those stats?
5: Well, it's so strange. Uh, yeah, when you just look at the box score, you're like, wait, what? How does this make any sense? But if you think about it, Doug, like, okay, if, if we're in a game and you score, I don't know, seven to ten points in the first quarter to my none, but then I figure it out. Like, I'm a little bit of a slow starter, but I figure it out. And in the second, score, in the second quarter, I score 21. Well, if I have a good enough defense and I have a ball-control offense like they do, well, I can sort of slow the game down in the second half, and I don't have to worry about scoring, outscoring opponents by a million in the second half. I just, we just have to possess the football. And so that's what Nick Sirianni that's the that's the sort of magic of Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni is they can make explosive plays and they do when they need to but they can also protect the ball and run the ball and use the short pass game almost as a run game and they can play great defense and shorten drives offensively for their opponents time of possession they've done a really nice job with especially in the second half and so even those 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 numbers when you just look at those raw stats and say You know, they're getting outscored in every single other quarter. How is it that they're winning all these games? Well, it's because in the second half, especially, they're finding a way to slow the game down. And even though they're getting outscored, it's not enough to catch up at that point. So it's a credit to the game plan offensively. I don't know if it's sustainable. You know, they're going to run into problems with that formula somewhere down the the stretch. You know, uh, obviously, halftime adjustments are supremely important in the NFL. But at least through these first six weeks, it's worked. And that team right now is operating extremely well. They did not miss on Jordan Davis up front in the first round. Holy moly. Can that dude play every snap? He's out there as a defensive lineman. He's noticeable. And Jalen Hurts is a real NFL starting quarterback. Uh, That's what I've learned so far. It's, it's been impressive, and it's uh, it's a credit to the culture that they've built in Philly over a very short amount of time.
4: Let me play for you something that, that Ben Rothsberger said about uh, Tom Brady. Take a listen. Tom is the
2: greatest. The Super Bowl rings show it and talk about it and whatever. It didn't look like he wanted to be out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was the pressure that, and he was getting hit and the you know whatever was going on, but I'm like, there's no way he's enjoying this. Mm-hmm. No way. It just didn't look fun to him. When a defense gets after you, like sometimes your anger and your disgust for things happen because the other team is affected, mm-hmm. not just because you, you know, it's you. So, right. uh, but yeah, it, it did. It just looked like a
6: different
4: Tom.
5: What do you think? Oh, well, he's right. He's right. You know, if you want to affect Tom Brady, if you want to take Tom Brady out of a game, I hit him you gotta hit him it's been the the. i mean it, everybody's been trying to do it he's played behind some of the best offensive lines of any quarterback ever in the history of the sport so it's been very difficult but if you can get up on him if you can get middle pressure if you could get him moving look he's not an athlete you know what i mean so if he's feeling pressure down near his legs up in the middle of the pocket he has a hard time with that now does he do a nice job moving around and finding the empty voids in the pocket and still delivering downfield, keeping his eyes downfield. Absolutely. But does he also get rattled when he gets hit? Yeah. Have we seen it very often? No, but when he gets hit, you can take him out of the game and you can make it. So he's having a bad time. He's getting frustrated. You're going to see sideline shots of him screaming out of his, at his offensive lineman. I've been on the receiving ends of some of those. It sucks. It's a bad day. And, you know, they'll get back to the drawing board and there'll be a better day for the Bucks. you know, when they get a little bit healthier and when they get a little bit more consistent up front, too. They have a little bit of what the Rams are going through, too, in terms of offensive line. Um, and it should look better. But, yeah, against Steelers, he looked uncomfortable all day long. So Big Ben didn't miss on that one. He was right.
4: Rich Orenberger, former offensive lineman and a good one, an even better host on Fox Sports Radio on the weekends, and he does his daily morning show in San Diego. Rich, thanks so, so much for joining us. and where you drive. Choose for a full line of Continental tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to Sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's Sports. tyrack.com What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from the Tire studios. Tire Rack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10000 recommended installers. Tire the way tire buying should be. Uh, we are headed out to the Breeders' Cup in Keeneland. That's November 4th and 5th. Your score is calling. Watch and wager on 14 championship races with full international fields, even bigger payouts. Learn more at breederscub.com slash 2022. Place your bets now at tvg.com. Um, you know, usually I like to start off the hours with a rant. Something that's really been bubbling, if you will. Uh, by the way, the um, in the bonus pod, we'll talk a little bit of football, but a lot about last night's uh, dubs game and the awkwardness of the Warriors and I, I just I don't see it with the Lakers I just I've been telling you to get the under on those 45 and a half wins for a long time but I, I want to start this hour with the with the midway it's the middle of the day the middle of the show the middle of the week let's get to it
1: Stuck in the middle
0: with you.
4: it's time for
0: Stuck in the, middle.
4: the midway Jason Stewart what's the midway topic
6: Okay, Doug. So, um, you know, over the last couple of days we've seen some seen some like heated exchanges. Uh, you know, from Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones yesterday reportedly ending in uh Jerry Jones saying, Don't F with me. Now, um, don't
4: don't F with me
6: now. Yeah, now don't, don't F with me. It, everybody in the stadium's gonna have a remote control. Um Don't F with me. And also the altercation, um, you know, with uh, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, and then you had Marcus Smart and uh, Joel Embiid last night getting into it. And I was thinking, why don't we just chat about some of the most like memorable like altercations we remember seeing, reading about. And I, what came to mind first, and this is the litmus test, what comes to mind immediately was, and you probably know all the background behind this. Former Temple head coach John Chaney getting into it at a post-game press I'm conference kill with, you. with John I'm kill you and making a terrorist threat that he's going to kill him. That I mean, if that happened today, that would be it. Would just blow up on Twitter. But well, that it did blow up then. that I mean, was, was huge a, back was then. Yeah. Was what a, was the what's the story between those two guys? Were they both like in the same conference and hated well, each they're
4: other? In the same or? league. They're both in the A10. You, I mean, Temple had been good for a long time. And, uh, I think at the time Cal was young and brash. And I think that's what it was about, you know, respect thing, respect thing. I mean, like, look, college, college basketball, the most memorable fight was the Xavier Cincinnati one. Do you guys remember that one? Xavier Cincinnati. And then afterwards they asked, I think it was two Holloway was the point guard of Xavier. He's like, yeah, we got a, we got an expression. We zip them up like their body bags, like zip them up. I thought that was great. Really good. I mean, it was good. It was not necessarily timely, and people freaked out about it. It Was just a fight. Um, I mean, the most memorable fight was the Mouse of the Palace, right? Oh yeah, when uh,
6: Stephen Jackson was not acting as a peacemaker, according nope. to David Stern. Yeah,
4: it was not <laughs> the, the 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 best. Is Ron Artest asking the guys if they he thought if they thought they get in trouble for it? <laughs> What do you think, guys? Think we're getting in trouble for it? Yes,
6: yes. We're... You mean you mean that thing that's never happened in sports until then and hasn't happened since that yes, that little thing, the one. yeah.
4: That's that's the one. That's the one. Um, all right. Uh, what about you, Dan Byer? Your f- most memorable altercation <laughs> in sports? Oh man, this is a midway first.
2: Where honestly, it was going to be Calipari. The team. midway. <laughs> um, so that that's that's it was taken off the board. I got one but... for you that you'll remember. I, I I've got one as well. Okay, go. Um, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get the the details on it because I remember uh, what was what, okay. It was Miami against. Oh my Florida, gosh, that was the one I was going to suggest. Florida International, the yes. Lamar Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Didn't somebody stomp on somebody else? Yeah, and and he was on the call of it, and he's like, "That's why you come to the U, or that's what happens when you mess with the U." And so then he got he. Got, got fired uh for that for uh supporting the uh the thirty one players um who were suspended for their roles in that brawl.
4: Don uh, Strock was the coach of FIU.
2: Hmm. Yeah former uh Dolphins former backup Dolphin.
4: yeah he was, but he was one of the quarterbacks the 72, 72 uh season, right?
2: I I remember him He was okay. Yep. All yeah. right. I remember him Being there early '80s, greasy and struck. and the um, so the the
6: guy that was doing commentary for Miami was a former Dolphin too. Who was that? Um, Well,
2: that was Lamar Thomas. That's who got
4: fired. That's who he's talking about. He got he got he got got fired
2: because he was like, "Yeah, that's (laughs) what you get when you come to the U,"
4: (laughs) right? Um, But
2: he's he made a
6: comment uh, to the body of water. Could you come in my
4: office please? Close the door. (laughs) Listen, uh, we love your passion for the University of Miami, but. We're going to have to let you go. That's just not conduct becoming when you're on the TV (laughs) broadcast or something like this. The exact quote, now that's what
2: I'm talking about. You come into our house, you should get your behind kick. You don't come into the OB playing that stuff. You're across the ocean over there. You're across the city. You can't come over to our place talking noise like that. You'll get your butt beat. I was about to go down the elevator to get in that thing. Amazing. Yes. And across
6: the ocean, Bo, it, it's not like they were playing <laughs> yes. Portugal. They're they're playing
4: two teams in the same state, right? Uh, in the same city. So, yes. <laughs> across in the, the ocean. Well, they, I, I mean, you, if you know where they're located, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, that's what he's talking about. So, um, <laughs> I, I don't think they're across the ocean from each other, though. No, I don't think so. Be, because, well, Florida International, because I know that uh, Coral Gables is Florida National is, is on the same piece of land. Isn't it? It's not on a Florida national is not on any of the, like the little islands. So it's not even accurate. That was a, that was an all time. Yeah, maybe that, by a,
6: ocean he meant uh, maybe there's a water fountain that separates the two There is campuses. water that
4: yeah. separates a lot of things in Miami. Right. But I don't think, I can't remember where Florida national. Cause I've been to Florida national called a basketball game there and i do know that it's a, it's in a different spot than than you would think but no it's not a it's uh that's an interesting one
6: there was a uh, there was a documentary just recently about Nolan Ryan and the whole Robin Ventura story came up and there's some great things in that um and it reminds me of what we're talking about here but I guess Ventura was told by his manager at the time, and I forget who the White Sox manager was in 87 or 88. They had had a a, a moment the night before, and the manager told his players, whoever Nolan Ryan hits first is going out to the mound. And it was Ventura, who I think was a rookie at the time. And he's like, my God, I got to do this. And he got his ass kicked or his head kicked, or head punched, however
2: you want to put it Hmm. Um, I, I tell you what, for Robin Ventura no, is one of the works. young stars in all of baseball, and that completely changed. I mean, his hitting streak at Oklahoma State, uh, you know, was a thing of legend, but then this completely changed everything. he Correct. That's like about. all he's known for.
4: Yes, all he's known for. Thanks, coach. That's unfair because he's he's back at Oklahoma State, by the way, as uh, as I like, think the hitting coach. Oh,
6: really? Yeah, he was a manager in the majors, right? At some point for like yeah. a year. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, okay. Other. Uh, let's see here. We've hit. There's been lots of baseball ones, right? I mean, can I say the one? The famous oh. one was Roger Clemens and Mike Piazza, right? Remember that one? Oh yeah, it was. That was in the World Series with a broken bat. Yep. And uh,
6: Clemens didn't he? He said something like he he thought it was the baseball. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense because when she, when you get a comeback or you just throw the ball at the player, like kickball. It made a lot of sense.
4: Well, when your you're head's so screwed up by the steroids, thinking, <laughs> yeah. maybe it feels like <laughs> baseball. Who knows? That's that, that's it. So we got college basketball. We got NBA basketball. Oh, I got one. Was it uh, Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson? Yep, That was a Andre good one. Andre Johnson just whooped his ass. It was like snap of the ball and it was like, I'm taking care of my business. And it was like, wait, whoa whoa, what happened there? That's the that's one I can remember. I'm surprised that
3: doesn't happen more. <laughs> John, did you have one? Did to- Yeah, there was a fight I think it was twenty nineteen where it was the Reds and the <laughs> uh and the yeah. Cardinals. It's the Reds and, and
2: Pirates. It was
3: okay. Well the one I saw had Johnny Cueto kicking people in the face with his metal cleats. I remember that. And he they were all against the fence. Oh that the backstop. And they he was just kicking people with his that- metal cleats, which which if you've ever been cleated before in the leg not a good thing. I, so the face, probably not a great thing as well.
2: That that actually may have happened because I thought you were talking about when Amir Garrett tried to fight the entire
3: Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, like too. That they too. They were taking
2: Garrett out of the game. Instead yeah. of him going to his dugout, he walked by himself over to the Pirates
3: dugout and then started fighting everybody. <laughs> I think Yasiel Puig was in on that one too when he was with the Reds for the season. But What happened to Yasiel Puig? I don't know. He's playing in Mexico right now, by the way, just FYI.
4: How did he fall off so quickly?
3: I don't think, well, allegedly, I don't think he was good in the clubhouse. I think it was a very bad. Well, you know,
4: no question, but uh, like on the field, you you mean, get through and you can play
3: on the field. He was, he was
4: awesome. Well, you just, he never hit the cutoff, man. You had no idea. Yeah. Just chucking balls. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a, he was a special one.
6: But at the plate, I think like Puig's first six weeks are some of the most amazing stats you're ever going to see. And then the rest of the league gets a scouting report on him. And he's just like one of these guys that just never adjusted. He just tried to will his way through it, even though they were pitching him pitches that he couldn't hit.
4: His first year, he was a runner-up for Rookie of the Year. He hit 19 home runs in 104 games. His second year, he was an All-Star. He had 16 home runs, 296. Uh, after that, then he got, you know, the next year with Dodgers, he was hurt a bit. Um, and... He he was hitting like 255 on base, 32 percent of the time, and it just went down from there. He did have one 28 home run year with the Dodgers in 2017, but God, it went bad. It went to hell in a handbasket, didn't it? And the, and he was bad in the clubhouse.
2: The Reds Cardinals fight that John was referencing because when he mentioned going up against the backstop, that was 2010, I
3: believe okay. that happened.
2: But yeah, yeah. Let's try to get the years right, guys.
6: <laughs>
3: I'll try to I'll clean that All up and post, that. I guess. Yeah, take it out. Any
4: other ones we want to add? The Midway. Jay Stu?
3: Oh, I think
6: we're good. That was fun. Thanks for participating, guys. There you go. There's the Midway. Enjoy your afternoon
0: off. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Haya. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global host. Home- Home of action sports, and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeart Radio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say "free" this week in your Xfinity voice remote.